Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. We decided to start a new segment, and the new segment's called Boots on the Ground. And the the idea behind Boots on the Ground is that it's just that. We're going to go out and talk to people that are doing this kind of stuff every day. And um, Aaron and I kind of thought about it and what we are going to do and, and the perspectives that we want to bring into this, and I think we're going to reach out and talk to as many different people as we can go out there and talk to. So our first guest that we had on the boots on the ground is uh, going to come up here next and it's Ke- kevin uh vandervoort out of uh hoobers inc and they have case ih dealer in uh east coast east coast pretty much i mean new york pennsylvania delaware uh, delaware maryland maryland virginia, virginia north carolina so they cover a big swath area out there and kevin's a guy i met um uh, probably a year ago year and a half ago two years ago something like that and he's a uh, He's a smart guy, wealth of information, and uh, glad we could have him on. So Absolutely. So uh, with that, Kevin. All right, so this segment is a new one that we just came up with, and it's not something we've done before. Aaron, I thought it'd be good to, to get some other perspectives in the podcast because when you live and live and breathe in like one county in, in western Nebraska, in the Pan of Nebraska, you kind of hit a, hit a pinch point. In the overall view of America. Well, don't shortchange us like that, man. Our our coverage area is as big as a whole state, even though it's parts of two. Well, technically three. True. But yeah. so take it easy with that. Right. Same landscape, though, throughout the entire It is. State it it is. In, so. Pivot, sagebrush, sand. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we thought we would come up with this fancy name called Boots on the Ground, and we'd bring in a user equipment manager or some person like that from, from the industry that works in user equipment and kind of talks about what's going on every day and knows what's happening in the marketplace. And we thought our first victim would be Kevin Vandervoot out of uh, Hoover's Inc. out there in the on the East Coast out there in uh, where yeah, Delaware, Pennsylvania, a little bit of New York, kind of in that area, right? So, yeah, we cover uh... – Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, uh, Virginia, down to uh, North Carolina line. Right on. Nice. Oh, wow. So you really get down there. So you kind of get out to Martha's Vineyard much, or you kind of get that? No. no. You, you, you know what's interesting? There, there are there are no case ice dealers in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, uh, or Connecticut. 
Well, look there, you got some places to grow now. Yeah. Expansion plans coming your way, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, Modern day pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Load the covered wagon, we're going to Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to do that or not. <laughs> well, Kevin, kind of talk a little bit about, Kevin's been on the podcast before. I, I, can't, I don't remember what number it was, but it was a long, it was about a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, Kevin oh, was sure. on, but. But Kevin, tell everybody what you uh, what you do with Hoover's and and kind of what your position is there at the company. Sure. So I am the used equipment manager. Uh, been here since 2013. Uh, took over for a guy that was retiring at the end of the great prosperity in agriculture. Good talk, um, buddy. <laughs> Larry had all the fun, and I came in and dealt with all the mess. Yeah. And and learn how to be in it. Uh, learn how to appraise and evaluate equipment as it was devaluing every month. Yeah. And thank God we got through that. And uh, so yeah, so I do appraisals um, all day long. I'm looking at uh, at the trades that are coming in, possible trades that are coming in, and trying to put uh, you know retail numbers and book numbers on all of those units. Um, and uh, you know, in that process, I am uh, talking with other dealers, you guys, a uh, bunch of other John Deere dealers I have good contacts with and some challenger dealers and agco dealers and uh, all the other colors out there that we deal with. Um, so we, we are a case ice dealer and we also represent JCB. We have Kubota, uh, Great Plains, Kraus, Coon, Knight. Um, woods so I'm seeing all that kind of equipment all the time and uh, we have dairy we have beef we have row crop we have uh, nursery uh, turf um, what else? oh cotton peanuts uh, down in the southern Virginia and North okay. Carolina area yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, potatoes, uh, some row vegetables. So we're, you know, very diverse and in a, a boatload of poultry. Right. In the, in the coastal, you know, like your, your Maryland, Delaware, isn't there a lot of like high value crops in that, in those regions too, or not? Yes. So much? Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of fruits and vegetables type stuff. Yeah. Fruits and vegetables, uh, cannery, still, still quite a bit of sweet corn, Snap peas, green beans, uh, pickle, cucumbers for pickles, spinach, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, center pivot irrigation in this area. Yeah. Um, but you know the nice thing is it it gives us a lot of diversity. Uh, but we you know I, I see a lot of different pieces of equipment as well with that. Right. So yeah, you probably have a little bit of uh, a lot of specialty equipment that comes across your way then. Yes, uh, and it, that goes in cycles, but yes, it's, yep. it gets interesting. Okay. So I'm sure you're like every other dealer out there right now that's just flush with, with uh, equipment. You don't know what you're going to do with it all, and you've got more stuff to sell than you can shake a stick out, right? You know, it's it's interesting. We were we were going over some numbers uh, about two weeks ago, um, our, our uh, new inventory manager and I. And when I took over back in 2013, we had somewhere like 700 and 
think we topped out like 720 pieces of used inventory, somewhere around $30 million worth of, of used equipment. And we have, a, it's 200 and I think it's 243 pieces of used equipment in inventory right now at about, uh, I think it's nine or $10 million. Um, and, and we probably have less inventory than we had back when we were just three stores. Yeah. Uh, it's just inc- incredible. The difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. We were talking about that the other day that if you take a look at, at inventory situation right now, where we're at, we have, um, we have less inventory now than we did when we had, um, like you said, like three or four stores. I mean, and back then we were stressed out about that. Now we're, we're looking at this going like, man, we hope we have something to sell. We're using customer, you know, customer databases as far as what they have on farm to start talking to people about what's going on what they might be looking for, you know, upgrading those kind of things and starting trying to build that, that washout cycle, you know, not like non-organically really. I mean, you're just trying to create something out of thin air and, and see if you can't get something to stick. Yeah. It, it's uh, the, the worry now is, as you said, what are we going to have to sell? You know, our, our sales guys are, are commissioned. Right. So they have to be selling. And if they're not, you know, it's the, and, and by all means, I do not want them to not be making money. If right. they're not making money, they're not going to be happy. They're going to be looking to go for to go somewhere else. Right. Um, you know where where that is today, I don't know, but they're going to be looking to go somewhere else. So, I want them selling. I want them trying to find stuff. Yep. You know, and and, and uh, the the dichotomy right now is okay. That piece, how premium is it that we go great guns on it versus is it is it really just an average piece that kind of looks good? And right now we're Every I think right now every average piece because there's so few looks a little better than what it did, oh, yeah. you know, six months ago. Yeah. Um, what 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 is that? It's uh, uh, a ten at no a two at ten and a ten at two. Yeah, there you go. So uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I think there's such little inventory right now that uh, everything looks like a ten. Yeah. Um, it it uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and so, you know, that's the big thing is making sure that I have good relationships with all of my John Deere buddies so that I can try to get any of your red trades. Right. Um, yep. And so that I have some inventory to sell. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, what, what green stuff I get, I'm sure, you know, all my John Deere buddies are, are looking for that because we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. That's such a key part to this, making all this thing work is that, you know, for as, as strategically, um, staunchly against each other we are, we're, we're kind of linked together in a lot of ways. It's how it's, uh, the further away you are, the more friendly we're going to be with you type of thing. You know, that's, 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 yeah. that's usually how that works. And you know what, and you know, what's funny, Kevin could probably relate to this in, in a normal year, kind of your best, your best allies are your your case or my dear dealers that are a couple organizations away. Like you have a, you have a buffer, you know, in between. And now it's, those are your biggest enemy because we're all after this, that one tractor that's for sale in North America, you know? So now we're in a world where you and I are more allies than me and green dealer a, 
you know, or me and the Agco guy are better allies than me and Green Dealer B. Yeah. I think I really feel like that is the world we're in and have been in for, you know, at least six months. For sure. For sure. So Kevin, talk a little bit about what's going on in your area right now. So what are you seeing? What do you, what's, what is the, uh, what's the hot, hottest thing right now? You got obviously tractors. I mean, that's, that's an easy one, but you start looking at coming into spring like this, you know, you've got, you got planter situations, you got spring, uh, you know, harvesting kind of here looming over the, uh, over the horizon here. So I guess as you take a look at those two things, how are you handling those situations and, and what are you, uh, what are you really driving for right now as far as inventory? So, yeah, we're coming, you know, obviously we're coming into planter season. Um, we actually, I was really surprised that last fall we did a bunch of, uh, a bunch of trades and we had a number of um, 16 row corn planters, 16 and 1632 planters. And we sold out of most of those by the end of the year, uh, which I was quite surprised because it was kind of an off season sale time. Um, so we're, we're coming into the spring and, uh, we'll be in the midst of planter season with, with some, a few sixes and some eights and not really a lot of anything else. And it's going to be interesting to see how people react to that because we just, we, we don't, there'll be a few new pieces that will free up some of units that were, that are still on the the farm because the person said you can't have it until I have my new. And I'd have to go back. I think most of those are already pre-sold. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, uh, You know, it, it, and I've had, I've had a few sales guys come to me and say, Hey, I'm looking for this planter. You know, can you, you, can you go find something? And I, and I've told them, look, you know, I've, at this point I have to go buy from one of my fellow case ice dealers to get you something because there's nothing red on any of my John Deere guys lots. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to get a deal. You know, right. if it's already listed on the internet, those guys aren't going to give me a deal. Right. Uh, yeah. So you I have that at ask price plus 10%. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Has to keep it in the area. Be like, uh, yeah, it's a world yeah. work, man. Yeah, yep. It it uh, and I don't know. I, I I I'm with you, Casey. I think we're in this for twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six. Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a quick uh, fix. There's no there's no silver bullet that's coming along here. That even with the crop market where it's at. Uh, there, there's no so there, unless unless the OEMs are lying to us and they're going to dump all their new pieces that are sitting at the, on their lots all at one time. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I think even then, though, I think it's just the what I, I think one of my things I've been paying attention. I've thought about that a lot, Kevin. Is is when you when you sit back and you look at, at that and just say everybody the fourth quarter of the year, everybody just throws in everyone's new equipment stuff all shows up and we're going to go out and sell everything. We got all this huge stuff coming in. Most of that used equipment is pre-sold already. And Absolutely. the cupboard is so bare that it's going to take 
a lot to get. I mean, this is the first time in a in my my history of being in this business where I was happy to go out and sell as much new equipment as I can because I was going to generate a bunch of used equipment to go out and sell. Typically, we're selling into such a saturated used equipment marketplace, trying to sell a bunch of new equipment and try to take in a bunch of used that that you're constantly worrying about what your turn looks like, what your it gets you coming and going. This is just you just you're just hoping to God that you have enough new equipment <laughs> coming to generate enough used to get you know what you have pre-sold taken care of, and that's that is the uh, that's the thing I'm kind of thinking about where you have this group of people that are going to be looking at. Uh, various parts of the business and thinking that, oh man, my inventory is not that bad. I mean, I've only got, you know, I've only got, you know, I've only got, I've only got, and you keep hearing that until all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, I've got, you know, and right. you're sitting there three years down the line where you've got an inventory problem. And I think I agree with you. I think it's that 25, 26, 27 timeframe that we start really seeing a big ballooning of, of used equipment value or inventories anyway. But also, like you said, crop price now and then could squash that pretty hard too. They would have to because <laughs> the prices being high is our biggest enemy. True. Yeah. It's, like, it just keeps that snowball rolling downhill and we never will get caught up. Yep. Yeah. Oh. But the hard thing right now, I think for me is, um, you know, I, I'm watching all of these auctions and the, the prices that people are paying at auction. And and it just is mind-boggling. And uh, can can we as a dealer get that? And I've had uh, the really nice piece you always get good money for. But can I don't know that there's always that really nice piece that people are paying stupid money for at the auction. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of... It leads back to my my rule of thumb I have where you know you're you're somewhere between fifteen and twenty five percent above auction value right now. And I don't I don't know. I don't mean that's a tough one, man. Because I don't know if you want to go out and tell someone that, you know, they bought it at auction for whatever, a hundred thousand bucks. So somehow you're gonna be selling it for 125, 115 to 125, maybe $130,000. dollars I think whoever has the, the golden goose right now is, is the one that's gonna be able to to, to sell those eggs and get whatever they want for them. You know what I mean? And I think that's the, that's the driving factor right now in the, in this, in the market that we're in is if you have it and you can buy it today, that's worth something above and beyond what you see advertised. It's the very definition of a bird in the hands worth two in the bush. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's that you carve that in stone for auctions. Yeah. Second half of 21. Yeah. Especially if you take oh that tractor in twenty brought fifty and in twenty one it brought ninety six. So in your area, this is something I've been paying attention to as well is how many um, retirement state sales those kind of things are popping up around there and I I can't really say that I've seen a whole bunch of stuff like that. We've had some conversations with customers that are that are pretty much retired. You know, they kind of pulled that. I'm not going to really plan anything this year, but I'm going to have someone farm the ground for me type of thing. And I'm thinking about selling what I've got, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm retiring yet. Um, and some guys have just said, I'm, I've punched my ticket. I'm out. I'm retiring. I'm going to go down my business. What kind of, how, what do you see out there on that front? Yeah, there's, there's a few. Um, we had a couple of customers that we lost uh, from our Middletown, Stella, Middletown, Delaware store that uh, retired over in, uh, they were in New Jersey. Um, 
it, it was interesting. There was a couple pieces there that uh, a couple salesmen and I talked about, and they went probably uh, $40,000, $50,000 more than what I thought they were going to bring. Um, and, and it's, as you said, Aaron, it because they could get it today. Yep. Um, it's it, you know, um, if, if, if you're thinking about retirement, now is the time to, oh, man. Yeah. oh my goodness. Now is the time yep. to do it. Absolutely. Um, oh, you could retire for five years, sock that into some kind of account, let it grow and then go buy cheap machinery when it falls out of bed again. Yeah. That's one of them used equipment guy. Yeah. Thought processes right there. <laughs> Everything's for sale. I well, mean, I'm not seeing a mass exodus, you know, but there's, it, I, I would say it is the normal, what, probably three, 4% that we see every year. Yep. Um, I, I don't believe it's, it's increased from that, but it's just that uh, the people that are doing it right now, they're making out. No doubt about it. Doubt about it for sure. Well, Kevin, hey man, it's gonna be a good conversation, man. What's the last thing you want to throw out there for uh, for the people out there on the podcast? Wow, perseverance. You know, um, just uh, take it one day at a time. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. We're yeah. all in this boat together. Um, there, you know, there, there's not one OEM that, that was not affected right. by what's been going on and by all this craziness. Um, so, you know, with the perseverance also, please, uh, um, please be patient with us as dealers because, um, we're the, the OEM is above us and, you know, poop runs down. And, uh, so we're just trying to deal with what the OEM has given us as best as we can and trying to satisfy you as the customer. Um, so, so please bear with us and give us some patience, but, but we're all going to persevere. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> last thing I put out there, man, is that, you know, Kevin came to the Moving Iron Summit last year and, and I, uh, it was good to finally meet him in person. That was, that's one of the good things about doing that is oh. I talked to Kevin a million times, but I, I never actually put a face to his name. So it's good to see you this, this, uh, this past fall here at the Moving Iron Summit, man. Yeah, it was great to be there. Create, uh, you know, firm up relationships and create more relationships. And uh, at the end of the day, that's that's what we got to have to help each other out. Because uh, you know, we're all trying to move used equipment, and we're all trying to buy it properly. Because that's our job, buy it properly, and, and make sure our sales teams are buying it properly, so that we can resell it for a fair fair price. Right. <clears throat> exactly right. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you being on, bud. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate thank you, the uh, invitation. All right, thanks, Kevin, for being on the podcast, man. Uh, make sure you guys reach out and talk to Kevin. He's got a, a lot of good stuff going out there, and uh, especially if you're out there on the East Coast, make sure you give those guys a shout. Well, Aaron, I think that's pretty well good jumping off spot here for the podcast. If you got any uh, last things you want to throw out there? Man, not that I can think of. Yeah, that's a good one. I, just, I would just go out and say that anyone that's starting to do this now um, – you can't you can't be on the phone enough. Then that's the easiest way to start doing that. Yep. And and growing that that contact base with always be looking for contacts because mm-hmm. eventually you get enough built up that the selling becomes yep. far less to requires far less effort. And just like Kevin said, I mean, I know I'll go back and say this when we we're talking. You know, 
I want to have as many non John Deere dealer contacts as I have John Deere dealer contacts. Yep, absolutely. And because it comes back right down to that. That asset that you can bring back to the dealership of knowing who to call when you've got X on the lot. Right. And have that, that, that candid conversation with that's going to help you sell that piece of equipment is priceless. Yep. You can't put a value on that. So. Yep, absolutely. Good deal. All right, Aaron, people want to reach out to you. Get more information about what you got going on. What's the best way to do that? Uh, I'd say call me, text me, 308 760 1193. Did you get your Twitter thing figured out yet? Not yet. <laughs> I just had to start a whole new one. No. Uh... <laughs> Well, you can you can find me on all all the social media that still works for me. So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is where you find the latest editions of the Moving Iron podcast. You can also go to um, movingironllc.com to find all the information about the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, September sixth, seventh, and eighth. If you want more information about that, just send me an email at movingironpodcast and movingironpodcast.com, and I can get that to you. So kind of back to the whole idea of building Network. networks, right? That's the fundamental purpose of that meeting, right? Yep. We have a It's a half-day, full-day, half-day, and we have people come in that talk about the economy, the weather that may, that's coming up, uh, some driving factors out there that we're going to see is from – the, the commodity side of the business all the way through just the overall economy and but the most important thing is you get to meet some people across Absolutely. the board so if you're interested in coming to moving iron summit regardless of color how long have you been going to it aaron uh since inception yeah since the first one so uh, how many how many a, a how many while. people have you talked to there that you'd only talked to on the phone previous prior to that well everybody yeah everybody i didn't fly there with right so yeah so it's that's a point yeah so if you go there you're gonna you're gonna gonna meet people and how many people were there that you met that you didn't know oh didn't already know like wasn't already a contact right hadn't emailed or talked um maybe a couple right so you always find two or three people in there that you don't know yeah yeah absolutely there's two or three people every year that call me i'm like man i feel like i should, should know you but i right. don't you know so it's well people things. change at dealerships too so. oh sure that's the, that's the other side of it too yep. that things get moved around too so check it out one more information about that hit me up moving iron podcast at moving iron and if you really want to do me a solid go to your favorite podcasting platform and give me five stars five five of them five star and if they can give you six let them give me six go for it but this one Rack goes. Them up. But this one goes to eleven. <laughs> you know? All right. All right. So that I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel. Let's go meet some iron folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century